Good Thursday afternoon, guys. I'm Jerry Miller, and thank you kindly for joining us on the I Love Seville show. We're live in downtown Charlottesville, our studio in the Macklin Building on Market Street, a hop, skip, and a jump from the heartbeat of Central Virginia, half a block from the police station, a block off the downtown mall, a block from the Albemarle County and City of Charlottesville courthouses, right in the mix of the banks and the financial firms and hedge funds, the law firms, and what is just a host of um, business incubation, these eight blocks we call downtown Charlottesville. Today's show is interactive and dynamic, so we encourage you, the viewer and listener, to share your ideas, your thoughts, and perspective. Judah, who is single and ready to mingle, ladies, is going to offer some Valentine's Day activity suggestions on today's program. I am excited for those suggestions from you, Judah Wickhauer. We're going to talk on today's program as well, a topic and trend that I think we're all noticing. Human behavior and and social habits have changed because of smartphones and the ubiquitous nature of of digital efficiencies. Um, And wallets and cash are going by the wayside. So we started thinking before the program, how is a cashless society in a Walletless society impacting or could impact Charlottesville, Albemarle, and Central Virginia. Who carries cash anymore? And how many of you are carrying wallets anymore? Is how you pay for things, busting out your iPhone or your smartphone, utilizing Apple Wallet, Venmo, PayPal, Zelle, and other digital transaction solutions. In and if these digital transaction solutions are the path forward, and let's cut to the chase, we all know it's the path forward, how will that impact Charlottesville, Albarl, and Central Virginia? We'll talk on today's program, Albarl County, its Board of Supervisors, approving UVA's North Fork rezoning. We'll show some visual um, graphs and graphics for your enjoyment for those that watch the program. Interestingly, Neil Williamson did a fantastic job. I hope Neil Williamson is watching the program. I'm going to give the president of the Free Enterprise Forum some props on this. He was the only non-elected official or county employee at the Albemarle County Board of Supervisors meeting yesterday. The only one. I'm going to ask you this question. Why is the Albemarle citizenry or citizenship less engaged or not nearly as engaged as the Charlottesville citizenship when it comes to these meetings and it comes to local government? Charlottesville with its city council meetings, routinely, as folks in the audience, in person, are looking to offer public comment in some capacity. Almaro County, at its meetings, crickets. And Almaro County still allows digital or Zoom public comment, where Charlottesville has banned it altogether. I want to unpack why, unpack, why Charlottesville citizenship is much more engaged with local government when compared to Albemarle County, its jurisdictional neighbor. On today's program, I want to highlight the fact that the University of Virginia and its education school has been ranked the number two best online graduate education program in the nation. According to U.S. News and World Reports and its 2024 best online program rankings, the Education and Human Development School jumped a whopping 18 spots and is now tied for second place among more than 300 schools nationally. It's amazing. Three individual online graduate programs within this school are ranked in the top five nationally, and all four of the school's programs ranked by the U.S. News are in the top 11 nationally. For example, the Curriculum and Instruction Program, number four nationally, Administration and Supervision, number four nationally, Special, special Education, number four nationally, 
and in structural media design number 11 nationally. UVA continues to receive and earn national accolades. We'll talk about that on today's program. I'd like to weave our co-host. I proudly call you a co-host. Not just the jack of all trades. In fact, we may need to change that. You've earned a different moniker or badge, even though you did call them apartments. Uh, I mean, it's 1,400 units. I didn't know what they were. Huge difference between the two. Between uh, units and apartments? Absolutely. Okay. Wouldn't you say there's a huge difference between an apartment and a standalone home? Yes. A single-family detached home? So as you've highlighted with me, words matter. Um, but we'll get to that topic in a matter of minutes. What does a cashless or walletless society do to a community we love dearly? And before we unpack this story, I'll ask you these questions. Do you carry cash? Not usually. Yeah, I never carry cash. Never carry cash. Yeah. Do you have a wallet? I do, but it's on my uh, it's on my dresser at home. So you don't carry even a wallet? No. I I had a wallet, but it was just You're a perfect person t- for this topic then. It's too much. It was too big. It's too bulky. Uh, you, did you have the Costanza wallet from Seinfeld? Possibly. The interesting thing is, when I make the reference, the George Costanza wallet from Seinfeld, hmm. how many of our viewers and listeners actually know what I'm talking about? Is Seinfeld even a pop culture reference of significance anymore? I think it is, and I think it will remain so for quite a while. Do we think Seinfeld? That's a question for the show. Is the show Seinfeld a pop culture reference where take young millennials or Gen Zers, let's call them zillennials, even know Seinfeld the show? Perhaps they know the show, but the significance of the jokes and how important or influential they were at one time in pop culture. Costanza, George Costanza, how would you characterize him? Lunatic? I think everyone... Centric? Neurotic? I think that covers everyone on the show. Um, he, but yeah, he's, he's, a, he's very neurotic. He's, he was known for his fat, for among many things, a fat wallet, a Costanza wallet. I'm looking at the, the picture now. Wallets, cumbersome and bulky. A chiropractor's best friend, perhaps, the wallet carried in your back pocket That's, where you were, you were sitting on uh, your butt on a chair or a couch and you had a wallet that was three to four inches thick, which basically made you sit lopsided when you were sitting down, screwing up your spine and your physique, your bone structure. A chiropractor's best friend is a leather accessory filled with plastic cards and cash throwing out your alignment. Anyway, we're getting off track here. What does a walletless society and a cashless society due to Charlottesville, Almoral County, and Central Virginia? I mean, it's certainly, certainly not, uh, not ha- happy days for the, the houseless population. Um, and make sure we get that lower third on screen. I apologize for interrupting. The best lower third to put on screen for this topic would be the second one right now, if you could. Okay. And, and is the preferred nomenclature houseless? Is the I Love Seville show now pivoting from homeless to houseless with its nomenclature? I you guess. often are leading the charge when it comes to this on the program. For instance, I am no longer allowed to say the, the female or male uh, nomenclature on the program. So am I, am I going? At, go, least, at oh. least not as a noun. I, I mean, I don't care. I, I just, it seems like a lot of people have decided that it is now houseless. And I... Can you help me understand that? I don't. I think the argument is that there's the people that we're discussing may have homes or they may feel like not having a house doesn't mean they have no home. I I think it's uh I think it's splitting hairs. I honestly don't care one way or the other. Well, me using male and female as nouns, I thought was splitting hairs, but... Male and female is generally used to describe something. So when you use it, when you talk about 
someone being like when you say I don't know, it's it's just odd every time I read the, every time I read something that's written that way it seems a little uh, a so little for derog- example you're saying she w- give me examples you gave examples on previous shows and then we'll get back to the wallets and cash uh, let's see rather than calling a woman a woman Calling her a female seems to, I don't know, uh, seems to... Marginalize, trivialize? Yeah, those are good Disrespect? Yeah. But does it do the same with male versus man? Yeah. I mean, it's... Like, why wouldn't you just say, I was talking to a woman the other day. Female indicates... A female something like were you talking to a female dolphin? Were you talking to a female spider? Uh, whereas a woman, there's not really any ambiguity in as to what you're talking about. Kevin Yancey watching the program. He said, "I just saw the first of uh, the late uh, Mr. Delaney's portfolio has hit the market. The Seville oil property. He is correct. We covered that a couple weeks ago on the I Love Seville show." Uh, we wondered when it came to Mr. Delaney's Seaville uh, Oil property on Ivy Road, um, what was underground as it was a uh, oil and gas epicenter for such a long time. We wondered what the, a- the EPA uh, concerns would be with that property. We did cover that a couple weeks ago. Uh, back to topic. No wallet, no cash. Viewers and listeners, we'll get to your comments. They're coming in fast and furious here. What does a no wallet and no cash society do to Charlottesville? The first to highlight, I agree, is Judah will utilize houseless, houseless um, population. Um, it's also, I'm sure, had an effect on, uh, on local servers. Dude, I think it has an effect on the following. It has effect on the houseless population where I'm now being hit up on the downtown mall not for a dollar uh, from the houseless population. The literally uh, on Monday, someone asked if I had $10. Wow. I, in the last week alone, I've been asked, do you have $4 as I was walking down the mall? $4. Mm-hmm. I, I was taken aback with the $4 mention, obviously inflation. I was asked within the last week for a $5, a five spot, the term five spot, do you have a five spot for me? And I was asked this week, do you have $10 for me? Wow. Do you have $10 for me for lunch? Times be hard out there. No doubt. First, we have to highlight is the houseless population. We clearly, and the media, legacy media has reported this, that the houseless population and those living below the poverty line in the Charlottesville area has uptick noticeably. Salvation Army and a lot of the shelters are at absolute capacity. Mm. One example of why the city is purchasing or has purchased or will purchase Avon and Levy properties from CRHA, $4 million. I'm not going to go down the road of CRHA and the city purchasing Avon and Levy from CRHA for $4 million, as opposed to CRHA taking them to market for 10 or $11 million. I think I've covered that well on this talk show. I think Judah has as well. Second, undoubtedly we should highlight servers. I paid my way through the University of Virginia in certain capacities. Um, I've covered it multiple times on this show. Hustling pool playing poker, running a sports book, or serving as a bartender or server at Ruby Tuesdays and Barracks Road Shopping Center. You reported your credit card tips. You reported none of your cash tips. Some people put 10% of their cash tips on there because the tax man, it was difficult to make an argument that your particular shift, you got no cash tips. Yeah. This was 20, 2000 to 2004 when cash was still very prevalent. Now, cash not so prevalent, servers getting nothing but credit card tips. Those are going reported in totality, which means their margins working a a shift have shrunk. Churches, what do you do when you pass the collection plate? Is the, I mean, you go to church. Is the collection plate that's passed at church or a synagogue, 
Is it, is, it, is it even a collection plate anymore or is it a digital wallet? Like if you're watching live music at like Miller's or if you're watching a busker on the downtown mall, we were at Star Hill Dairy Market, my wife and I and our two boys and two musicians from um, the Valley, from Augusta came to play uh, Star Hill Dairy Market on Sunday afternoon. And there was a sign in front of where they had set up in the corner right there at Dairy Market, Star Hill, saying uh, digital tip jar. And it had their PayPal and their Venmo and their Cash App handles. Yeah. Uh, and the I've tips no, t- no longer cash in a, in, a, in a pot, but instead digital tips. Yeah. Is that what's happening at church? Yeah. I think a lot of it. Uh, I think. Where do you go to my, church? I go to Christ Community Church uh, on Riverside. And I think we have enough uh, <clears throat> enough people in the uh, older age set that still still bring checks. I see oftentimes I see kids, you know, with like a dollar or whatever their parents have given them. Um, I would assume. What's more extinct, the cash donation or cash on a person or a check on a person person or the check donation? I think they're both going the way of the dodo. Um, I personally... Wow. Well, I, I can't even remember the last time I ordered checks because I just don't use them anymore. Most of my bills I've got on auto pay, so I don't have to worry about forgetting one of them. And, uh, and when it comes to church, I just go to their website, and they've got, a, uh, they've got a pay portal. And that way I don't have to write a check, but it's still, you know, it's still official registered they know who it's from and uh and i can get well not i can get but they send me you know they send me a uh an itemized list come tax time viewers and listeners your thoughts i think the most impacted by a walletless and cashless society judah doesn't even have a wallet on how do you carry your id is your id saved on your phone your license no i've got it in my pocket Oh, so you just carry your license in your pocket. Yeah, I've got, like, credit card. I mean, so that's technically still a wallet. It's just... It's not a wallet. I mean, you're carrying plastic. You're not just strictly going digital. Right, I've still got stuff in my pocket, but it's not in a wallet or anything. Carter leaving a message on the screen. Can Judah hold up his credit card so we can see the numbers, please? No, Carter, (laughs) we are not going to do... Don't do that. That's not a good idea. Not a good idea. Don't do that. A lot, of, a lot of crazy people. Philip Dow, let's get his photo on screen. Philip, I do not want to aid you. I routinely enjoy you watching this program, Philip Dow. You are the king of Scottsville. According to the ilovesevil.com viewer rankings, which you can find online, ilovesevil.com forward slash viewer rankings, you are a key member of this family and you are currently ranked 14 in the family. Do you have his photo on screen? Philip Dow's photo is on screen. Philip leaves this comment. Philip, I would say you are in the boomer category. Is that safe to say, Philip? He says this while watching the program. He does not have a wallet. He does not use credit cards. He pays with Apple Wallet alone, and he does not pull out a single credit card anymore unless he has to. It's Apple Wallet for him. Nice. He also highlights, what about the bachelor parties when you have... uh, (laughs) You need to stuff something somewhere? Yeah. He is a boomer, he said. Bachelor parties and you have the ladies of the night. How would you pay them? So the most impacted by this, unfortunately, are those, again, on the financial margin. As society and human behavior changes, it's those that are on the financial margin that are often immediately and firstly affected. Think about it. Houseless population, first affected. I would say people are much less likely to give money to the houseless population that's seeking donation on the downtown mall. Before it was, do you have any change? Of course, if you have some change in your pocket, you don't want jingling in your pocket. You pull out the change and you throw it in the hat or the bucket. It was almost a convenience factor for those that were walking down the mall with change in their pocket because they didn't want to hear it jingle. Then it was, do you have a dollar or two? You may have a dollar or two. You just pull it out of your pocket. You give it to them. I got asked for a $10 bill this week for lunch by one of the 
one of the respectable members of the houseless population. I would bet people are less likely if someone in the houseless population said, hey, you want to connect with me on Apple Wallet? Will you cash at me? Will you Venmo me $10? Who is going to pull out their phone and Venmo someone $10? I don't see it as being very likely. I don't see it being very likely. Take it another step for, uh, forward. The servers, our wait staff, love... I was a server. Everyone should be a server at one point in their life. You learn so much about mankind and society when you are serving people who are hungry. Someone who is hungry versus someone who is satisfied through food, two different, completely, two different people. Patience comes from food satisfaction. You're hungry, you're nasty. There's a reason Snickers did the commercial, hangry. Servers impacted by the cashless, walletless society, their margins shrink. Churches, musicians, buskers, the small business owner. How many small businesses, and I'm not in any capacity and no capacity, am I endorsing or evangelizing shenanigans or tomfoolery when it comes to reporting income if you're a small business? We are a small business. All our income comes through checks in the mail, rent checks delivered to our office. That's it. We get checks, no cash. But how many of the small businesses were getting cash from their customers and how much of that cash was going under the mattress or in the fridge or just being spent for bills as opposed to being reported to the tax man? How many small businesses saw their margin shrink? It's the financial margin that get impacted by society and, and innovation and human behavior changes. Not to mention businesses probably getting, I think oftentimes, especially with smaller businesses, getting charged a, uh, a, you know, a check cashing fee or what is it, a, you know, your point of sale card reader uh, taking what? Anywhere from two to five percent, I would imagine, for things like. Uh, That's why we talked about this yesterday. The, why you see the line item uh, credit card processing fee charge. Yeah. Ginny Hu watching the program. Let's get her photo on screen. Ginny Hu is number four in the rankings. I love forward slash viewer rankings to see the power poll. She says this, and there's a lot of comments coming in here. Um, she says privacy is a reason to keep some cash on hand, as well as the possibility of digital and online systems failing. That actually happened to me uh, recently. I love Vita Nova on the downtown mall. I routinely get a slice of pepperoni pizza, as you know, for lunch here. Costs like four bucks. I went in to see Louis and his dad. I think his dad's name is Giuseppe. And I went in to see Louis. Louis the guy, the son that's always the outgoing, friendly guy. And he said, my internet's down, can't process any credit cards. I said, Louis, I don't have any cash. Yeah. He goes, I know you're good for it. Was willing to give me a free slice of pizza. And I'm like, no, put it on the ledger, Louis. Put it on the ledger. And when I came back like four or five days later for another slice of pepperoni, I said, I want to pay for this one, and I owed you one. He had completely forgotten about it. How many people, however, did not have that integrity to say I had one on the ledger right probably a boatload uh, it's it's strange the fact that, that you just years ago people were I think fighting against what I think some imagine is a trend of I, I did they call it the C uh CB, what is it? Uh, the the United States getting rid of cash altogether. Um, I don't know that it's actually a thing, but I know that there are conspiracy theories about the government getting ready to uh, basically burn up all of the dollar bills, melt down the coinage, and basically control our lives even more. You every- control the currency, you control lives. So it may be, I think, worrying to some people that so many of us are ditching wallets and cash and going 100% uh, 
credit card to pay for everything. Digital currency. Digital currency. Which means that everything is tracked. That's there terrifying. Are, there are no secrets from the government anymore. <laughs> it's terrifying. And, you know, I, I would hate to think that our country would actually turn to something like this, but in China, with their, uh, with their social, what is it, their social scores, uh, I don't know the exact terminology, but if the government doesn't like what you do, if they don't like something that you've posted on social media, if uh, for whatever reason they don't want you leaving your town, I mean, they can pretty much just shut you down. Shut off your access to uh, to your money. How do you uh, how do you get on a how do you get on a train or a plane or go to another town if you no longer have access to your own money? It's pretty scary. One of the uh, fantastic viewers and listeners of our Fine and Fair talk show says, "I don't want to come uh, come across as pretentious, but our yard guy is a check." Our handyman is a check, and our preschool tuition is a check. We did a preschool tuition with a check as well. Our painter, we did with a check. You get paid with a check. I don't do direct deposit. I think there's still something to be said for the boss handing the team member a check and saying, thank you for your hard work. Granted, we don't have a staff of hundreds or thousands where that would be impossible. Yeah. Stephanie Wells-Rhodes watching the program, she said she was in Richmond, and there were uh, the can drummers, the people that drum on the can to make music, and they had a sign with their Venmo and Cash app on them. Yeah, I've seen it. I've, I've seen that on the downtown mall as well, Stephanie, it- of the Interstate Service Company family, a home's best friend, ISC. Vanessa Parkhill watching. Let's get Stephanie's photo on screen. We can't forget our key viewers and listeners. Stephanie has climbed up the polls very quickly. She is now ranked 18 in the power poll. In fact, we just heard from 16 in the power poll as well. Um, it's uh, CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency. Hmm. Investopedia says it simplifies implementing monetary and fiscal policy. There's another because you can't escape it. There's another acronym that's gaining momentum with Gen Z and younger. Is that the one you talked about earlier? Yeah, you know what that this is a terrifying acronym. You know what it's called? NEET. N E E T. Mm-hmm. You know what NEET stands for with Gen Z and younger? Not Employed, oh, let me not, confirm. Not employed, educate, not in employment, education, or training. Yeah, there it is. Say it again. Not, not in education, employment, or training. Yeah, not in employment, education, or training. I'm looking at it now. N-E-E-T, not in education, employment, or training. What are you doing if you're not in education, employment, or training? Neat is a person who is unemployed and not receiving an education or vocational training. It's a name for folks that are 16 to 25 years old. Neat. I'm sure that num- that will spread. What is a neat? What is what is neat doing? What is neat doing? I know. I seriously. <laughs> what is neat doing? If you're not getting education, if you're not working, or if you're not getting vocational training. Probably living in basements. Rob Neal says we need to add to the list that Judas never experienced direct deposit. Have you ever experienced direct deposit for employment? Uh, I think I think perhaps I have at other jobs, but uh... is that on the list? No, I'm not going to put that on the list. Okay, Rob, <laughs> we're not putting that on the list. Um... Here's, here's a, Urban Dictionary has oftentimes some some funny some funny things. To say oh, about deep terms. throat! Jesus, deep throat said, "Oh God, deep throat ass." I'm hesitant to even do this, but it's someone applicable. He asked if Michael Payne is a neat. I'm not going to touch that. 
as a city councilor, he does not fall on neat, right? I think, yeah, I think it's fair to say that he's employed. He's employed. It, it may be the 18K, but he's employed. Yeah. Okay. Deep Throat watching the program. Can we put uh, Deep Throat's photo on screen, number one? And he's got a number of other... Uh, he's got this comment. One argument for paying with cash is to prevent the use of cash, the only true anonymous payment method from becoming considered inherently suspicious. I use cash from time to time as a way to protect freedom from surveillance. Deep Throat says, much in the same way at the dawn of email encryption, privacy advocates suggested people encrypt emails just so the use of encryption itself becomes a red flag for law enforcement. Hmm. He also says, homeless for houseless is a bad joke. A bad condition infects the term for it with a negative emotional valence. Wait a few years, the terms will change again. The problem is that the condition of being without a place to live is unpleasant and disturbing. Activist types attribute the plight to the negative valence of the word used used to describe typical of their (laughs) magical cargo cult thinking. Deep throw. I gotta read some of these myself. Such disenchantment (laughs) and bitterness. Uh, John Blair, his photo on screen. Can we get number two's photo on screen, please, sir? He's watching. He says this. Are you, are you reading those comments? He says, um, a few thoughts, Jerry and Judah. Thanks to Neil Williamson. He was the only non-elected official or non-government salaried official at yesterday's Almoral County Board of Supervisors meeting. I love his hashtag. Seats available? Yeah. The only one. He says, the Almoral BOS approval of the Norfolk rezoning is an excellent public policy decision. This is what pro-housing public policy looks like. He also says, there is less citizen engagement in Almoral because the Board of Supervisors, while it is controlled by one party, is still inclined to moderate decisions, is still inclined to moderate decisions when it comes to physical matters, public safety, and on some land use matters. The more moderate inclined governments tend to have less public engagement. It's from John Blair on LinkedIn. Carly Wagner, I don't know if she's watching the program, she points this out. You ready for this? This is from Carly Wagner. We should get her photo on screen. Is Carly watching? I'm not sure if Carly's watching. I thought this comment I saw from her was fantastic. In regards to the Board of Supervisors approving... Norfolk, she says, I saw it on Facebook, she posted this. Last I looked into this, one concern was the water supply to this area. Is UVA proffering the necessary upgrades to the water supply system? I believe the recommendation was an additional main to connect the two reservoirs and provide a more stable and redundant supply network. She also says this, I looked, she looked over the documents, and there are no upgrades to the water supply, sadly. Only restrictions on a single-user water demand. She says that's not good. Taxpayers will be left to foot the expensive upgrades to the water infrastructure. The trail and recreation proffers from UVA are nice, but we need our leaders to be providing the necessities first and foremost. Virtues mean little if we don't have running water. She says, I am on well, so this is not my fight, but it's more my desire to have leaders getting taxpayers the best bang for their buck. Strong. I mean, just because she's on a well doesn't mean it's not her fight if, uh, if she's going to end up paying for it like the rest of us. Strong. Strong. from Yeah. Well said, Judah. That's also well said. Strong comment from Carly. Vanessa Parkhill watching the program. Um, she's number six in the family. She says, when it comes to the uh, collection plate, churches still pass the plate, but she believes most offer a QR code in their weekly bulletin. Yeah. And she says, if you're saying things like I'm not allowed to say anymore, then free speech may be on the brink of extinction. 
And also the salon she goes to charges a service fee when you pay by credit card. So she pays them with cash and she carries a small amount of cash. A local pizza shop I frequent prefers cash if an order is under $5. I get one cheese slice, so I pay them in cash. I assure you they prefer that. And I also wonder if that cash is going to the reports for the tax man. I'm not saying not to do it. Uh, Georgia Gilmer, her photo on screen. Georgia is 12 in the family. Hello, Georgia. Thank you for watching the show. She says this. A wallet in cash is only, an out, is only outdated for Gen Y. A wallet in cash is only an outdated for Gen Y and especially Gen Z. So she's saying Y and Z look at it as, as outdated. Many young millennials call it outdated too, though. Many young millennials. And I'm an Xer. Yeah, he's a Gen Xer, and he doesn't even carry wallet or cash. I don't carry cash, and I'm a millennial. My dad carries not only a wallet, but a man purse with a wallet in it. I, 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 oh. He's your father, so I'm not going to touch that at all. Too much respect for the Wickhowers. Uh, oh, Jim is our, quite our the family character. loves making fun of him for it. <laughs> Why does he carry the man purse? Because he carries more than just a wallet. What does he have in the man purse? I mean, he's always got a brush. He's a got, brush? Uh, yeah, a hairbrush. Why uh, does he need a hairbrush? As a man who is very uh, vain about his hair, you know I am. Because my dad isn't single-handedly keeping the, uh, the hairspray uh, companies going. <laughs> oh, zing, oh, 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 Judah, oh. rim shot, but I'm and my dad also, I mean, his hair has straightened out a little uh, over the years, but he's always had very curly hair, and so I, he combs it a lot. <laughs> he combs it. Carries his man. We need to update the lower third. We'll talk on uh, Real Talk with Keith Smith about UVA and Norfolk. North Fork. North Fork. Say that three times fast. North Fork, North Fork, North Fork. You can do it better than I can. I've got a very... Uh, I'm like, I'm like, where were you going to go with that? <laughs> I, I have a feeling where you were going to go with that. Uh, you don't want to say it? No. Okay. <laughs> Why do you think there's less citizen engagement with Albemarle County? I mean, there's meetings where... There was not a single person besides Neil Williamson in the meeting yesterday. He's putting photos on screen. You could probably find it on his Twitter account. Neil does a great job. I hope Neil's watching so he knows he's getting some props mm -hmm. on the program. Do you have the photo from Neil? Uh, let's see. It's on his Twitter account. President of the Free Enterprise Forum. Go to his Twitter account. Click media. A faster way to go to the picture. Yeah, I'm already there. And then the photo of Neil. You got the picture? You, know, Do you the see? The one where he's uh, doing the selfie with the red chairs in the background. This one. Yeah. Let's get this on screen. Those are all Almaro County employees. He literally says, he goes, where is the post? I'm the only non-government paid or elected person at the meeting. Is it what John Blair said, the moderate nature of the county versus the more, how would you characterize it with the city? He goes, for what it's worth, I'm, I'm the only non-government employee or elected in Lane Auditorium at this time. Count, can, here's what I want to throw. I'm going to throw some statistics to you, okay? What do you think Almoro County's population is? Uh you I know what Charlottesville is. I think, wasn't it like 150-something thousand? Or is it way more than that? According to 2021 numbers, and the number is higher now, in 2021, the census, the population was 113,535. 113,535. It's increased since 2021. It's grown since 2021. Let's just use the number 120,000. 120,000. City of Charlottesville, what do you think the population is? All right, there's, there's Neil. Hashtag seats available. Seats available. Neil's on screen right there. 
The only non, Neil, I commend you. You're doing yeoman's work. City of Charlottesville population 2021, Judah. What do you think it is? 2021? Yeah, just population. It doesn't matter the year. You get this number. You'll be close. I thought you just said it was 113,000. That's Almar County. Oh, see City them? of Charlottesville. City of Charlottesville. Uh, 44,000. Great, great guess. 45,000. So we're talking two and a half X the population in Amaro County. Yeah. 2.5 X. Yet the government engagement is next to nothing. <clears throat> Maybe they're less worried about how they're going to vote for things. Let me try this here. We'll do a straw man's poll. Maybe they've got farther to drive and uh, it's too much trouble. Here's a straw man's poll for you. Are you ready? Name all the city councilors in Charlottesville. You live in Almaro County, right? Yeah. You pay Almaro County the most taxes, right? I would assume. Name all the Charlottesville. Can you name? How many city of Charlottesville uh, councilors can you name? Go. Well, we talk about them every other day. um, You still forgot one the other day. Did I? Yes. How How many Charlottesville city councilors can you name? Rattle them off. Who's the mayor? Uh, the current mayor is Juan Diego Wade. Okay. Vice mayor is Brian Pinkston. Keep going. Former mayor is uh, is uh, Lloyd Snook. Okay. And uh, then we've got Michael Payne and Natalie Ocean. Okay. You named all five. Bravo, Judah. How many board of supervisors are there in Almaro County? And he lives in Almaro County. He pays the most taxes to Almaro County. Real estate taxes to Almaro County. Personal property taxes. To Almaro County. How many board of supervisors are there in Almaro County? 15? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I almost lost my shit. <laughs> How many board of supervisors are there in Almaro County? Don't uh, look. Don't there, call it up on screen. Are there five? What's your, your final number, please? Uh, no, I'm going to say six. What's your final number? Come on. Seven. What's your final number? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with five. There's six. Oh damn! How many can you name? Oh man, let's see. Uh, Ned. Okay, Ned's last name. Oh come on. Um, this this is proving my point here. I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna draw a blank on a lot of these. Uh, Ned Galloway. Oh good job. That's one. Go. You got uh, one. Well done. Bravo, Amigo. Oh, man, what's um, right at the tip of my tongue? <laughs> uh, the Whitehall area. Oh. She's a five-term, five straight terms. I know, and her last name starts with an M. It's like right there. I just can't find it. All right. Uh, the one that's been on there for five straight terms, uh, her Anne, last name Anne starts Malik. with an Oh, okay. Hey, Judah, number two. There you go. I, I knew it was in there. Okay. Um, Tip of the tongue is on point today. Judah, number two. Props. All right, what else you got? Come on, you got this. I believe in you. You got two, you got two of six. Come on, Judah. Two of six. Um, All these people have been on the talk show. I know. Tony. Is he one of them? Tony. Tony's last name? Oh, shoot. Um... Tony Danza? Tiny Dancer. Um, I'm not sure I can I'm not sure I could I can pull his last name. There is no Tony on the Almore County Board of Supervisors. Uh, You may be thinking of Tony O'Brien on the Fluvanna County Board of Supervisors. Tony O'Brien and Chris Fairchild of the Fluvanna County Board of Supervisors will be in this studio tomorrow on Real Talk with Keith Smith, and we will be talking with them. Should I just save the viewers and listeners some agony right now and rattle them off? Please do. You, you, you live in Almaro County. You pay your taxes to Almaro County, your real estate taxes, your personal property taxes, and most of your retail taxes to Almaro County. You got all five on the Charlottesville City Council. You were five for five. You scored 100. Perfect. A++. We thought there were five, six, or seven Almaro County Board of Supervisors. Our final number was five. There's actually six. The first one we got correct, Ned Galloway and Malik, you pulled Extremely well. Then we went to Tony Danza for number three. 
<laughs> the other ones are nice. Diantha McNeil, the Jack Jewett District. She's come on the talk show. B. Lapisto Curtly, Rivanna District. She's come on the talk show. Jim Andrews, Samuel Miller District. He's come on the talk show. Michael Pruitt has yeah. come on the talk show before Scottsville District. This proves my point. Why do we know Charlottesville, its city councilors, inside and out, and why is, I would even make this argument, you get more community engagement from Almoral County residents when it comes to Charlottesville government than Almoral County residents when it comes to Almoral County government. Explain that to me. Almoral County residents are more engaged civically and at the government level speaking before council than they are before the Board of Supervisors and speaking before Almoral County's government about the own county they live in. Can anyone explain that phenomenon? I think a lot of those people feel that Charlottesville contr not controls. Influences. Influences more of the decisions that affect them daily than the, uh, than the Albemarle County. There's a lot of truth to that. Bingo. I'll give you props for that. I say this all the time on this talk show. Central Virginia goes as Charlottesville City goes. The people in Central Virginia that are boycotting Charlottesville City because of its politics, you're only hurting yourself even though you don't live in Charlottesville City. Central Virginia goes as the city goes. A strong city, a positive outlook for the city, a national positive outlook for the city, a strong economy in the city will trickle and spread into the rest of Central Virginia. 100% agree with what you just said right there. I also think John makes a good point that Almoral County, for the most part, is doing a lot more moderate government decision-making where the city, I mean, good night, the city of Charlottesville just passed the most aggressive and liberal and the most, maybe you use the word, innovative upzoning plan in the Commonwealth of Virginia history. Seriously. I know, and I've heard it said that some people consider it radical for the entire country. Some folks, can, yeah. Another fantastic statement from Judah B. Wickhauer. A12 city, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Most radical, some have said, upzoning plan, what you just called, in the entire country, yeah. city. What else? Trend also you highlighted, the city influencing much of central Virginia. Great call. You're on point with this. You might have said Tony Danza's on the Elmore County Board of Supervisors, but you get the trends, my friend. You get them extremely well. Thank you. Mr. DL, welcome to the program. Ginny Hu said you almost crossed the PG-13 line with what you were going to say with the tip of your tongue, comment. No, it wasn't going to be uh, rated R. <laughs> what, do but, got the, uh, what do you got the uh, hand in the cookie jar grin over there on your face? Because I was just thinking about it, and it was funny. And I mean, it, yeah, it wasn't going to be... Dirty, except to people with dirty minds. <laughs> um, Deep Throat says, listen, both Almore County and city people getting more in the face of the city of Seville Council than Almore County Board is the same reason when you have a family with two kids, one who grinds away happily at school and the other is a huge mess up. The mess up gets more parental attention. I used the word mess up. He did not use the word mess up. Do, do we want to break that down? For <laughs> Do you want to break that down? Well, right now, I only have one kid in school. He's in kindergarten. Unfortunately, he's doing fairly well. Our youngest is 14 months old, and he looks like he's going to be a troublemaker. And I'm not trying to uh, put the cart before the horse, but I think even my wife would say the potential troublemaker we have is the 14-month-old, who at 14 months, we say no to him. No. He doesn't stop. He grins, does a cackle, and does it anyway. Yep. Our oldest never did that. Never did that. I don't know. Something for you guys to talk about at a cocktail party this weekend. Why the engagement is so much greater at the city than at the Albemarle County level, despite the population being two and a half times larger at the county level. I want to give props to the University of Virginia. Maybe it's tied to the University of Virginia. A lot of people don't realize this, but most of the University of Virginia is in Albemarle County, not in the city of Charlottesville. Technically and legally. Um, 
Props to the University of Virginia on this. This recently released by its media division arm. The University of Virginia School of Education and Human Development has again been recognized for offering one of the, con the country's best online graduate education programs. In the U.S. News and World Report 2024 Best Online Programs Ranking, if you can update the lower third, the school jumped up 18 spots to a tie for second place among more than 300 schools. Three individual online graduate programs landed in the top five nationally. And all four of the school's programs ranked by U.S. News are in the top 11. For example, the curriculum and instruction program number four, administration and supervision number four, special education number four, and instructional media design number 11. Unbelievable. The props keep coming in for the university. Congratulations to all involved with those programs for getting national recognition uh, for your hard work. I sincerely mean that. Uh, any closing thoughts? Oh, you have Valentine's Day activities. He's single and ready to mingle, ladies. What are your Valentine's Day activities? We are now six days away from Valentine's Day. I'm not going to name them all, but there are some good Just ones a few. out there. Yeah. Uh, there's a uh, fun-looking one at Milkman's, the Milkman's Bar. Oh, Valentine's Day cupcake decorating and sparkling wine sipping. Oh, looks like fun. You would cupcakes enjoy that, are, wouldn't you? Cupcakes are from Chrissy Cakes, and you get to uh, you, it's twenty five dollars, and you get to decorate four cupcakes. And then Very you can also good. Buy uh, buy a bottle of sparkling wine. Very nice. And Bar Botanical, this one is a little more, a little racier. Bar Botanical in Crozet is having a red velvet dinner and drag show. Oh. Then we've got um, <laughs> Secret Sweets. Valentine's Day wine and dessert pairing. That's at uh, Bonnie Reed, the new Bonnie Reed seafood spot. Here the old on, uh, Brasserie Cezanne. Yep. On the downtown mall. Yep. Um, that's the uh, Thursday edition of the uh, I Love Seville show. His name is Judah Wickhauer. My name is uh, Jerry Miller. For Tony Danza on the Board of Supervisors, thank you kindly for joining us. Tony O'Brien of the Fluvanna County Board of Supervisors and Chris Fairchild on Real Talk with Keith Smith tomorrow. We hope you enjoyed the program as much as us. Have a good afternoon and take care.